do you consider yourself to be competitive? And do you think being competitive is helpful or hurtful to your golf game? Let's get into it. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Data Access Golf podcast. My name is Aaron Stewart. It's good to have you with us here today. This is a first for me. This is the first time I have done a podcast while on video. We'll give this a try. I don't know how it's going to work, but I've got... The audio going now, we'll patch in the uh, video later, maybe throw it up on a YouTube channel or whatever, but we're going to give it a try. Thank you for bearing with me through all these uh, changes and trying to figure this whole system of how to, um, how to best get content out to everybody, just sort of figuring that out. So appreciate you being here today. There you go. So welcome in. This is my office. I'm just in the little corner here. Today I wanted to get into the topic of competition and what competition means in golf. I have a hard time with some outbursts based on competition. I'll I'll tell you, somebody that comes to me and says, and warns me, right, before we even get into playing, but if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I'm, I'm very competitive, or somebody uses that word to describe themselves, I'm instantly sort of um, ready for them to, to just act like a jerk, right? It just seems like when somebody tells you it's a, it's a warning, right? There's a very good chance that they're going to lose their temper. They're going to say something that's probably not um, something they want to say. They're just going to be jerks. And they're going to try to excuse that by this whole idea that, that they have a competitive spirit. So I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan when competition is used that way. For example, when you watch the Ryder Cup, and I realize that there's just, it's, it's a competition, and people are feeling competitive, and they want to win, and we've all been taught that winning is, is good and losing is bad. And when you see somebody like an Ian Poulter make a putt and then sort of do his little freak-out seizure thing and his eyes bug out of his head, and I don't know about you, but I think to myself, I don't like that guy. I don't like Ian Poulter. There's nothing about that being competitive that makes that demonstration okay in my mind. He just looks like a, a complete putz, like a jerk. You don't want to hang out with him. And yet I know that if that's who he was, I, I mean, it's just not, it's not something that you can just be every day. You can't be that guy every day and get away with it. And it doesn't matter how much, I mean, I guess, I guess you get away with it, but you probably wouldn't have a whole lot of friends. And I don't know whether Ian Poulter has a lot of friends or not, but that's just something where I think, okay, that sort of competitive display is not cool. I don't like it when the U.S. players do it. I don't like it when European players do it. I don't like this sort of burst of whatever that is. I just think it, it looks foolish to me. I, and I, I don't know where we got, I don't know how we got into society where, you know, I win, you lose was okay, right? I do believe that there are win-win type s- solutions. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know in golf, where being competitive helps. It doesn't help me. I guess some could argue that it helps them, but I can't see in my life where being competitive 
has ever turned out to be something that's helpful for me, at least when it comes to, to trying to win, right? Trying to beat somebody else. That's not very motivating for me. On the other hand, I, I do enjoy when you play golf in a, in, in a competitive way, what you can learn. Because having that stress and having that put on you definitely puts you in a place where any weakness in your game is going to be exposed. So if you're a very poor short putter, then you're going to be a super bad short putter when you've got the stress of competition on you. If you happen to snap your drives left on occasion, then you're going to really snap them left when you're in competition. And if you happen to think that you've worked hard and your game is in really good shape, you can go out and, be, and, and put it under the strain of competition and really see where the leaks are. And that gives you a really good idea of what you need to practice on going forward. So there's some really good opportunities when you're in a competitive round where you can kind of get interesting access and insight into your game, to the weaknesses of your game, and then use that to create your practice strategy going forth. So I think that's a fantastic way to use competition. And it's really the only, it's the only way competition is even interesting to me anymore is on the golf course. And that's because I, I've proven to myself that I'm not I'm not, very, I'm not a very good person when I'm feeling competitive. I, I don't trust myself. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I was, so I, I've mentioned Thane. This was probably five years ago or so that we were playing in a team match play, the two of us against another two and for the club. And I'm not a, I was okay back then in playing these types of things, but I hate them now. And the reason I dislike playing that way now is this whole, the whole handicap problem. I swear it's got to be 90% of folks, their handicaps are wrong. You, you've, either, you've either got the super sandy guys that won't ever put in a good round and they'll use some sort of excuse like, you know, oh, you know, I just, I just happened to roll in a couple 40-footers today. So it's not really indicative of how I really play golf. So they don't put in their good rounds, which means they're sandy. And then you've got the guys that, you know, hit eight mulligans going around and then they've got a really low handicap. Either way, it's no fun playing with either type player. The one player with the low handicap who is not a good player, you're going to beat their head in anyway. That's no fun, right? And, and, have, and listen to them making excuses as to why they're playing so poorly when it's obvious that they're not a two, right? And then you've got the guys that are 18, you know, that shoot even par. Either way, it's no fun playing with those guys, and it's no fun competing against those guys and for whatever reason, there's a lot of those guys. I, I, somewhere along the line, golf became some kind of a identity push for them where how good a golfer they were or if they, if they won something, right, with a really sandy handicap and they won something, they got something, I guess, to their self-esteem that made them feel better about themselves and that the guys that don't ever win anything because their handicap's so, you know, so freaking low – and so they never have a chance to win anything. They enjoy walking around and telling everybody, everybody they're a two, uh, you know, when they're a 12, right? So you've got some weird sort of, they're getting something from whatever they're doing that's helping their psyche, their self-esteem, whatever it is, but it's complete crap. And I don't like to play with those types of people. So in this particular match that Thane and I were in, we were pretty evenly matched. The guys were within a couple strokes of us and they had really established, really good handicaps. We know these guys. We went out and played them, and it was, a, it was a great match. I mean, it was back and forth. We were on top of each other. Everything was going – it was great. And got to the point where 
we had to win the 18th hole to force a playoff, and we did. So we won the 18th hole with a birdie. It was Thane, made a birdie putt, and so we go back out and uh, start back out on 10 for whatever reason, but we went back out on 10. So we push 10, and we push 11, we push 12, we get on 13, it's par 5, Thane and I hit really good drives. These guys hit okay drives. They're behind us a little bit. They lay up. Thane and I both go for the green. I'm in the right sand trap. Thane's in the left sand trap. They hit onto the green. One guy misses left in the sand trap. The other guy hits up kind of short, pins in the back, left, and uh, which is kind of on a slope, tough putt. Thane and I both splash out of the sand traps. I think I've got like a 12-footer right to lefter. Thane's got like a 10-footer. More, it's, it's a more left to right. The guy in the other sand trap, he knocks it up to about, you know, three feet. Great shot. Makes the putt. So he's now in with par. Uh, we, we're going to either make our putts or push and move on, right? Well, no. The guy with the 45-footer, now he's got a green light. He hammers this thing. It goes screaming at the hole. He, he takes all the break out of it. It hits the back of the hole. It goes up. In, in my mind now, it's 10 feet, but it's probably, you know, three inches and goes in the hole. So now we've got, now Thane and I have to make a 10 and, you know, or a 10 or a 12 footer and um, probably a 30% chance with, with the way things are, neither of us make our putt and we lose. And they're demonstrative. They're celebrating their come from behind win. Really, you make a 45 footer and you don't expect to win those, but they did. And we shook hands and they were kind of uh, overly enthusiastic for my taste. And it, it made me upset. I was angry. I was angry for a long time. Fortunately, as the golf gods would have it, we get these guys the next year. Same group. Our handicaps are a little bit different, but still close. And we go out and play. And this time, Thane and I, we just stayed real focused, played real well, and, and we stayed on top of them. They got within a hole here and there, but we, I think we beat them uh, two and one, ended it on the 17th hole, and no, excuse me, three and two. We ended at three and two on the 16th hole and shook hands and whatever. And, and this is where I realized that I am a very poor sport, that I don't have a lot of control over my mouth when it gets done. So we, we finish, we shake hands and they start walking off the green. And I say loud enough to make sure that they hear. And I'm not proud of it. I'm still not proud of it. Um, I said, ding dong, the witch is dead. You know, thank you, Wizard of Oz kind of had this sort of snarky, arrogant kind of feel about it. And as soon as it left my, left my mouth, I looked over at Thane and I could see that he didn't react very well to that. And he's a, such a good guy. And uh, these guys kept walking, but I know they heard it and they got in. And, and um, I realized, you know what? That sucks. To say something like that, to act like that. They were, you know, sort of demonstrative and celebratory the year before and I didn't like that. And now I, I come out with this sort of snarky, nasty comment at the end of it. And I didn't like it. I've pretty much shut down competition a lot since then, especially team stuff when you're actually going head to head. I don't do a lot of that. If I do any sort of tournaments, it's more like, you know, state am sort of open fields. I don't go, I don't play match play. I don't do any of that anymore. And there's still, there's advantages to that. And I realize that I'm missing out on a very important part of golf and I'm missing out on the opportunity to sort of work on my competitive issues, the negative side of the, the competition, but I didn't enjoy it. 
Um, I don't enjoy feeling that way. I don't enjoy the feeling that I want to beat you. I don't think that it's a positive feeling. I don't think that it's good for you. I don't think that it's healthy. I realize that some people have to be competitive. I play with people, and here's the problem I have with it. I play with people who can't play unless they've got something going on. Like golf is just too boring for them unless they have something that we're playing on, even if it's just like, you know, a buck a hole. But they have to have that. And I am on the opposite end where I am not going to, I don't want to play for money. I don't want to play for anything. It bothers me when I do have to play for something. I don't like the feeling of competition of going against somebody else. If, if we get into a foursome and they've decided the three of them, and again, you know, it's the three of them decide they want to play some money, I'll throw in and say, yeah, I'm in, but I will pay zero attention to it. I will not ask how much I'm up or how much I'm down. I really just don't care. And at the end, I'll give you my whatever it is or I'll take my whatever it is. For me, it's about being out there and focusing on my game and figuring out where I can get better and making sure that I stay interested in what I'm doing, focused on different things that I'm working on and trying to come out the other side of the 18 holes Maybe I've learned something. Maybe I've increased my ability to stay focused during a shot. Maybe, if I, maybe I've increased my ability to pick a responsible target. And maybe I've increased my ability on how to handle negative thoughts and then uh, refocus myself on the task at hand and staying you know, outside. I talked about staying in the environment instead of up, you know, bouncing around with thoughts in my head, staying present to what's going on outside. So those are the things that I like to work on. And I think the competitive side of it is a distraction from that. I don't think that those work well together. And I can see where people can get burned out by that. So if, for example, I, will, I read an article about Lexi Thompson today, right? And she's, having, she's had some, some issues. And bless her heart for coming out and just being honest and talking about it. I mean, I, I just absolutely feel for the girl now. She was a, a phenom when she was young. She had all this fame, this attention, and golf was everything to her, but it was the competition side of it that was everything to her. And she wasn't getting enough out of golf because she was so focused on the competition side of it that she burned out. And I think burnout is very possible when it's just about the competition. However, when it's about self-improvement, when it's about being able to um, utilize the subconscious and the conscious mind and see how they work together. When it's about improving your ability to handle stressful situations, to perform well under pressure, when you start seeing yourself get better in, in areas that are really important to live a good, healthy life, then golf becomes very rewarding and the competition doesn't matter. It's about you getting better at something you love. It's not about beating that person because beating that person gets boring. I mean, I guess there's ultra competitive people. I think that when you look at like a, a Tiger Woods, he's a super competitive person. I think that that's changed over the years a little bit. When you get kids and your perspective changes, that can happen. But I still believe he's super competitive. It might be a little bit, it would be interesting to have a talk with Tiger and see how that's changed in him, how that competitive fire has changed in him, because I think that it probably has. But I also think that Tiger is now focusing on, he has this opportunity to get back playing a sport that he loves, that he hasn't been able to play for a very long time, get back to playing a sport that he loves, tapping in. I, I heard that he'd gone back and looked at some of his old swings when he was a kid. Tapping back into whatever that was that made golf wonderful for him, the relationship with his father, whatever it is, being outside, the smells, the opportunity. 
uh, of hitting you know, to hit a really good golf shot to, to be a creator out on the golf sh- out on the golf course to have his kids see that dad is really really good at something that seems like that could be big benefit something to really hold on to but there's i think there's different motivations there and you see some of the i think some of the pros that have been out a while and they start having families and they start realizing that there's more to life than competition and i'm not going to say there's more to life than just golf because golf can fit really can be something that's very rewarding and important in your life and actually help you with gives you the opportunity to be present to not only the golf course but be present to your family and your friends to just be in the moment it gives you a perfect place to practice that really amazing wonderful life skills that enrich life where just beating somebody's head in every day all day for a couple bucks can become very very boring anyway so that's kind of my my thoughts on competition competition can be a wonderful place to learn about your own game and if you use competition to learn about your own game, competition then can become super helpful. But if you're using competition just to make yourself feel better because you beat somebody else, I think that it can become exhausting and not worth playing. And so I get that. I, I, I'm interested to see how Lexi kind of comes out of this. It sounds like she's working with some therapists and things, but I think that she's going to learn that there are ways for her to take this, this activity that she loves, golf, that, she, that probably represents family relationships, a lot of really good memories, hanging out with her brothers, getting better at something, proving, becoming you know, a, a master at something. There's something that when she taps back into that process of learning and becoming a more rounded person through golf, then the passion returns and she'll be back and she'll love it. I look at some, a lot of the young players. I, I look at a Jordan Spieth and I wonder about that with him getting married. Uh, a lot of the young players that come out with all of this you know, this bolster and, and this competitive spirit and, oh, you know, they're going to go out, they're going to go out and kill the world that eventually that's got to run out and golf better become something else or burnout is completely possible and probable. So that's kind of it for today. Sort of my ideas on competition. I think that if we really look at the game of golf for what it is, uh, that it's not really about competition. It's really about becoming better at something not just while we're playing golf, then it becomes something that you can be super passionate about, but it doesn't disrupt your relationships. It doesn't hurt your ability to get along with others. It doesn't make you a jerk. It actually makes you a really nice, well-rounded, calm person. And, and, and golf is training ground to, to enhance the rest of your life. Until next time, remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.